Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Say these Orioles are playing in October. Hot take here on Full Count Chaos. Holy hell, are you kidding me? Yeah, these guys are good. They are hot. And I'm here to talk all about it. I want to hear from you as well. Always tell you every week, Full Count Chaos at gmail.com, Twitter at Full Count Chaos. Don't forget sportsdrink.org. That is a sports network that I'm a part of. They got podcasts that think you might enjoy sports, not sports, all the good shit. Head over there. Take a look. Also, FullCountChaos.com, ways you can subscribe, prior episodes, any way you want to get involved in the show, head over there. I'm there. Love to hear from you. But here we are talking about the best team in baseball, not the American League, best team in baseball. Forget about the Rays. We're catching up to them. One game behind the Rays right now. Eight wins in a row, continuing on, going to play the Dodgers. After Saturday's win against the Marlins, obviously they swept him this weekend, starting the second half of the season. That's a good way to start the second half. Who we play in the Marlins? Yeah, they're a really good team. All right, we'll sweep them. On to the next. But after Saturday's win, they were down four to nothing and they came back and won. That was the 33rd time this season the Orioles have won after being down. 22 games over 500, 57 and 35. And during the streak they're on, they have outscored their opponents 60 to 20. Now, earlier in the season, they had a seven-game win streak. That was in April. Their run differential was 16. Right now, it's 40 during this eight-game streak. Get the hell out of there. Winning is contagious. They were in a little bit of funk. Felt like everything was shit in the bed. Starting pitching, they couldn't hit for shit. The bullpen, oh, I don't even want to talk about the middle of the bullpen. I mean, look, Sunday, they were winning five to nothing, and they barely pulled it out five to four. But right now, as they're winning, it just seems like everything's gelling. They, they look like the best fucking team in baseball. I understand there's a lot of baseball left. And I know the Orioles, look, they could still slide into a little stinky funk, three, four game losing streak, whatever. But they're too good of a damn team to not be able to get back in that winning mode and continue to win games. Hell yeah! And even as I'm talking about that right now, about playoff baseball, the Orioles, best team in baseball. Man, I'm getting chills. I chills all over my body. Just love talking about how the Orioles are definitely going to the playoffs. And did you see that fan graphs? They never give them love. But this time they did. They have the Rays at 98% making the playoffs. Right under them, they have the Orioles at 81.7% making the playoffs. So look at that. You know shit's going well when fan graphs is giving the Orioles love. Hot damn. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, finishing the weekend up, sweeping the Marlins on Sunday. And uh, something weird, I I don't know, (laughs) I get it's fun to hear players get mic'd up, but why the fuck are they micing up Tony Mansolino, the third base coach? I didn't get that. You know, we'd hear, we heard him say three words, stay, tag, and go. It's like between commercial break, coming back, you'd hear Tony be like, all right, stay. All right, go. All right, tag up, go. And then, you know, Ben McDonald, yeah, that's some wild stuff here in Tony. It's like, no, no, it's not. Fuck was that? Boy, would I love to be a third base or first base coach. Oh, man, it just seems like an easy gig. I probably would want to be the first base coach. 
Less responsibility. Why not? You're still making good money. <laughs> you got your foot in the door. You're good to go. Third base, you know, you got a little more responsibility. You don't want to do any bad sends. Looks bad on your resume. But yeah, that was a little odd. Watching, uh, listening to Tony Mansolino. Wasn't interested. <laughs> Wasn't interested at all. Anyway, got some guests coming up. Have a guest coming on next week. And in a couple weeks, I'm trying to get my buddy on. I uh, went to school with. Uh, his name's Phil. He's actually the uh, president of LGC Sports Marketing. I don't know if you saw uh, Kowser the night that he came up and the camera kept putting on, uh, putting those four guys sitting front row right behind home plate on TV. Yeah, that was him. And uh, we were talking the other day and we're just trying to match each other's schedule so he can come on the show and have a little fun. Talk about them O's, talk about them Orioles. Uh, he's obviously a huge Orioles fan. So I'm going to try to get him on the show here. Also had an email come in, wanted to piggyback off talking about canceling plans this year because the Orioles are playing so well. A lot of people are canceling plans, including me. So you can stay home, watch the Orioles, and not have to worry about anything else. So I'm going to get to that. A lot to get to today. <clears throat> have <clears throat> Having fun. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, uh, I made a bad mistake about two hours before I recorded. Uh, you ever been so fucking hungry you ate a hot dog at 7-Eleven? Wait, what did you say? I don't mean bought a hot dog and then drove to 7-Eleven and ate it. I mean you bought the hot dog from 7-Eleven and ate it. Yeah, I, I just uh, I put my life in their hands. I, I don't know what's happening here. I know those hot dogs are screaming heartburn or heart attack. I'm hoping, <clears throat> I'm hoping this is just heartburn because the cold sweats are starting. The chest is tightening up. I don't know what I, it's Russian roulette eating that shit. I don't know why I did that. I'm waiting for these tums to kick in. <clears throat> so, uh, let's <laughs> hope I do okay here. Anyway, second half of the season, right before the first half ends. Yes. The Orioles had a little smelly funk, whatever. There's such a good damn team. We knew they were going to climb out of it. You know, it's easy for me to sit here and say that. Oh yeah. We had no doubt in my mind, although we're all freaking out. I was a little bit. But then they end the first half, five wins in a row. They ended the first half just kicking the shit out of the Twins, and we're hoping let's let's get that offense rolling over in the second half. Was it 15 runs against the Twins, 17 hits, 15 runs? Come on. The O's just kicked their teeth down their throat, walked out of Minnesota with a giant grin on their faces. They said, we'll see you later. And now the second half comes in. You're looking, oh, my God, they got to play the Marlins, the Dodgers, then the Rays and the Phillies and the Yankees and the Blue Jays at six teams in a row with winning records. And what do they do? They start the second half by sweeping the Marlins. Friday night, they come in. Marlins come into town. You're like, okay, guys, you know, what's that cliche saying? You want to be the best? You got to beat the best. I'm sure I say that all the time on here, and it's true. So here they go. Friday night, Dean Kramer, great game. Six innings pitched, eight Ks, one earned run. Snuck out of an early jam. The Orioles have won 11 of Dean Kramer's last 15 starts dating back to April 18th. So the offense is doing him some favors. He's doing the offense some favors. They're meeting in the middle, winning some games. And after Dean Kramer had that win, he pitched six-plus innings. That was the eighth start in a row. Six-plus innings from these Orioles starters. Hasn't happened since 2015. Shit's looking nice, real nice. And then Adam Frazier putting on a show. <laughs> What's going on with that guy? He's playing for dear life. He really wants to continue to play on the Orioles. So he's like, all right, that's it. I'm going to turn into a power hitter, and then I'll get more playing time. He's got a career high of 12 home runs this season. I don't know what the fuck's gotten into this guy. I don't know what, he, what vitamins he's taken. 
But that second home run on Friday night was hilarious because it should have been ball four. It was just way outside. Should have been taken first base. The ump said no. It was a strike. All right, that's fine. Whatever. Next pitch, boom. See a bitch. <laughs> but as my wife was sitting there watching it with me, she said, you know what? He looks like Wes Bentley, the actor. I looked him up. I said, son of a bitch, he does. If you don't know who he is, look him up. You won't be able to not see it now every time you see Frazier, in my opinion. But uh, Cedric Mullins starting off with a hot bat, you know, second half, three for four with a home run, stolen base. And uh, that home run was great because he hadn't homered since uh, May 23rd before his groin injury. But then on Saturday's game, he leaves with an injury. You're thinking, oh, my God, not again. Oh, his bat's hot. He's making great plays out in center field. But I'd said, you know, he'll be okay. Just listen day to day. Just keep an eye on that. But, yeah, that game, (laughs) they were just putting on a show. Just having fun watching these guys go out, beat up on the Marlins. So great way to start the weekend. Great way to start the first or second half. And then Gunner. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Gunner almost murdered another camera person. Dude throws like 110 miles per hour to first base. Again, he threw it high over first base. Nobody was hurt this time. But you're thinking, God damn. Gunner, get it under control. So great game. Orioles win 5-2. to two. Then they come in Saturday, 6-5. to five. Talked about it earlier. They were down 4 to nothing. They come back and win. Gunner with a home run to tie the game late in the game. Now, Gibson allowed five runs on nine hits, five and a third innings. Didn't look too sharp. The Orioles' previous eight starts, like I had said, six-plus innings. Uh, but Gibson, he just came and fucked it up for everybody. It's okay. The offense picked him up. The, look, there's been a ton of games in the first half where the pitchers, two, three runs they give up. Orioles get one run, maybe three hits. So it's all right. Got to help each other. That's part of a team, Nate. Yeah, now you're getting real deep into how sports works. It's a team sport. <laughs> Sometimes the pitcher's got to pick up the offense and vice versa. Look at me break it down. But Bautista came in 6-5. to five. It was just great offense coming back. You're down 4 to nothing quick. Now, when it happened, I think by then it was the second inning. You're like, all right, the Orioles have you know seven innings to figure their shit out, which they typically do. The next inning, they score three quick runs. Then they score another three runs. It's six to five. Bautista shuts the damn door. Off we go. It's another win. Now you're going, hey, Sunday, we're going for the sweep. What a great way to start off the second half. Now, speaking of Bautista, (laughs) oh, man, oh, had a little poopy in the bed situation during the All-Star game, which I'm going to get to in just a little bit. Talk about the All-Star home run derby. But, uh, oh, man, that was awful. We were all excited to watch our man Bautista, and it's okay, whatever. You know, just as long as he continues to pitch like he's pitching when it's an Orioles game, I don't give a fuck. Yes, it would have been great to see him go out there, strike everybody out, show the world what he's made of, but I'm pretty sure the world already knows what he's made of. He's one of the best closers in baseball right now, but he gave up an eighth, uh, was it? Yeah, eighth inning home run to Diaz. Elias Diaz, who's what, 86 years old, came up to the majors when he was 70. It's like, oh, son of a bitch. Out of all the guys, ah, uh, well. Still, uh, Bautista, he just continues to put on a show wearing an Orioles jersey. That's all I care about, but I felt bad for him. I know he wanted to come out, put on a show. But after the All-Star break, he's putting on a show wearing an Orioles jersey. Like I said, that's all I give a shit about. 
wearing that Orioles jersey, you're playing an Orioles game, do your job. And that's exactly what he's doing. Now, Sunday's game comes around. You're going, all right, let's get this sweep. Bottom of the first, boom, 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 boom. It's three to nothing. Tony Titz hits his 100th career home run. Just started off the game with a loud bang. <clears throat> Kyle Bradish threw one hell of a game. And oh my God, that ninth inning. Are you shitting me? Bradish almost got that win snagged from him. Danny Columbia had to come in, finish off the game. <laughs> that was a shit show. Sitting there watching it, just shaking my head like, what the fuck are we watching right now? How is this happening? Middle of the bullpen bullshit. Yeah, Brad, shell of a game. Seven and a third innings pitched. Uh, eight Ks. One walk, zero runs. His last five starts, he hasn't given up more than two earned runs. Get the hell out of here. So that's quite a way to start the second half off. Marlins coming in. Great team. Playing great baseball, and they sweep them. That's crazy, man. You know, we're talking about some wild stats here about the Orioles. I saw a crazy stat. Not a stat I'd like to see. But I saw it says no MLB batter had more out-of-zone pitches called strikes during the first half of the season than Adley Rushman. 50 of them. (laughs) Now, Rushman struck out 59 times so far in 2023, which puts him on pace for roughly around 108 by the end of the year. But still, his uh, strikeout rate, it's dropped from 18 to 18.2% last season to 15.4% this season. But I just saw that. I'm like, what the fuck? How is that possible? And people are saying, well, he needs to earn that strike zone. He's, a, he's still a rookie. He needs to earn it. Look, I'm sorry, but if umps are still doing that bullshit where, uh, you know, they, they, these guys are rookies, they need to earn it, so their strike zones are going to be a little smaller, those umps need to get the fuck out of here. Radar strike zone needs to start now. Because, again, it's just the ump show. I'm just so sick of hearing, and I know, I I get it. I talk about it all the time on here, and I'm sure when I have the guest on next week, I'm going to talk about it then because he's with me. He wants the radar zone as well. But hearing that bullshit, oh, well, he's a rookie. I hope the umps aren't doing that. The strike zone should be the strike zone, and I can't stand it every game. You find out what their strike zone is. There should be one fucking strike zone. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, Will Clark, remember his story about Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez, like uh, Will Clark felt his strike zone when he was at bat was gigantic. Called him out on a strike that night, strike three. He said it was way low or outside, whatever. He said he saw Angel Hernandez at a bar that night, walked up to him. He said Angel Hernandez's face looked like he was gonna about to get punched in the face. But Will Clark says, I'm here to buy you some drinks. He said, Angel was shocked. He goes, I thought you were coming over here to yell at me. He said, no. He said, yeah, no hard feelings. Bought him some drinks. He said, have a good night. He said the rest of his career, anytime Angel Hernandez was behind the plate, his strike zone was the size of a nickel. <laughs> that's some bullshit. And that's one of the reasons, the hundred reasons why Angel Hernandez should not be calling balls and strikes. All right, enough with the ump show. I, I think it's funny hearing stories like that, but that pisses me off when I know that umpires have different strike zones for different players, different days. If they're pissed off at your team, whatever the case is, get them the fuck out of there. Adley Rushman. Oh, that's because he's, he's he hasn't earned that big strike zone. Get the fuck on. What's the matter with you? Anyway, so I saw that stat, and that was pretty upsetting. Didn't like to see that. And it's weird especially for a catcher. 
Obviously, you know, they know the zone pretty much better than anyone. And Adley being one of the best, I just thought, thought that was upsetting. But hopefully that changes soon. Um, all right, moving on to the Orioles' first draft pick. Now, I put out a tweet when the Orioles drafted Enrique Bradfield Jr. from Vanderbilt, which I'm excited about. I was excited for the pick, and I've mentioned plenty of times on here, I don't get extremely stoked about the first-round draft pick with the Orioles. Now, I think the only time I was really stoked, fired up, was the Adley Rushman draft. Other than that, I don't get really excited about it. So when I tweeted out after the pick, I just basically tweeted out who they picked, and I said, hey, all right, here we go. I, I think I posted a uh, like a gif of, of Clint Eastwood drinking a beer, eating a sandwich, basically just saying, hey, just another draft pick. We'll see. And I think I said something like, I'll see you guys tomorrow night, home run derby. Apparently people thought that meant that I was not thrilled about the draft. But that's not true. I'm excited because he seems like an excellent outfielder. He seems like a great ball player that could come up and help the Orioles. So yeah, I'm excited. But I wasn't going to go fucking nuts. Like the Orioles just won the lottery. Now, look, he's basically Cedric Mullins, but a better arm. And that's huge. Are you kidding me, Cedric Mullins? player like he is now with a better arm shit he also was compared to kenny lofton but we'll see 21 years old florida native he was a three-year starter at the commodores who uh they best known for reputation in college baseball for developing pitchers but they've also had players come out of there like brian reynolds mike yastrzemski and so on i'm sure you've heard of those players so yeah i'm excited that the orioles drafted enrique bradfield jr but I've also mentioned on here before, look, you take any player that was drafted on any team in 2023 and you read their scouting report, they will sound like they are the best player that was drafted by any team. Now, we'll dive deeper into the draft next week when I have the guest on. But yeah, uh, drafting Enrique, come on down. See in a couple years with an Orioles jersey. I am excited, but we don't know how it's going to pan out until we see him come up in the majors. So just to give you a rundown here, it says Bradfield brings two elite tools to the table. He's an 80 runner and at least a 70 defender in center, maybe an 80. Thanks to the speed, that might jump it up to 80. Now, he's stolen 129 bases in three seasons with the Commodores, though the end of this year's regular season with just 13 times caught, stealing none as a sophomore when he was a perfect 46 of 46. So speed, great defense, bat, arm, come on. Great draft pick. Again, some people had him at, like, Keith Law from The Athletic had him going at number 12. Fangrass had him going at number 17 with the Orioles. So they got a great player. And, yes, I am excited. My tweet, I don't know. I guess uh, guess people thought I was not pleased. Then the Orioles, next pick, number 53, the second round, the Orioles took North Carolina outfielder Mac Horvath. And from what I read, sounds like another fantastic player. He's six foot one. He's a righty batter. Now, he was playing uh, third base as a Tar Heel up until this season when he was shifted into the outfield, which apparently is doing an excellent job, obviously. But here, here's a scouting report. He has plus power with a lot of hard contact. His swing puts the ball in the air a ton for extra bases. And he doesn't whiff that much. Taking too many strikes rather than swinging and missing, he offers first-round upside but needs to get into the right system. 
So again, we'll dive deeper into it next week. But yeah, I'm excited. Sure, why not? Of course, I don't think Mike Elias and the boys would draft a player that wouldn't help the Orioles in the future. So why not? Mike Elias, he hasn't disappointed us since. So I'd love to hear from you. What do you think of the Orioles' first round, uh, first round draft pick? Enrique Bradfield Jr., how do you feel about that? Were you stoked? When you heard that name, were you jumping up and down going, fuck yeah? That's who I wanted to see come on the Orioles. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. All right, speaking of email address, do want to get to this email. Last week, I was talking about how a lot of people I'm hearing from, including me, were canceling plans to watch the Orioles because they're playing such great baseball. So Joey from Carroll County, appreciate you telling where you're calling from, or I'm calling from, writing into, writing in from, the fuck I'm talking about here. Joey says, what up, Fool Count? Heard your latest episode talking about canceling plans to watch Oriole games, and I figured I'd join in the fun and share my situation a couple weeks ago that got me in trouble with the wife for canceling plans. My sister-in-law was having her 30th birthday party at a bowling alley two hours away from where we live. I guess she was trying to be cute and funny having it at a bowling alley two hours away. (laughs) He says, I also heard there were going to be over 100 people at this party, and I probably know five, maybe. He says, the Orioles were playing the Yankees that night, and I always love watching the Orioles play teams in their division. So my goal was to be home to watch the game. The Orioles are very fun to watch this season, and any chance I get, I'm going to watch them. I told my wife I wasn't feeling well that morning and milked it all day into the afternoon. My wife knew I was full of shit and kept telling me that unless I'm bleeding from every hole in my body, I'm going. I was going to fight this till the death. He says, I was not going to drive two hours to a fucking dirty bowling alley so I can drink room temperature beer all night. My wife eventually went by herself. I won, but things got pretty heated about 30 minutes before she left. I didn't feel guilty at all. The house was empty and I had my Orioles and my giant bag of Cheetos all to myself. I won this round, but I'm sure this may backfire down the road sometime in the near future. I'm glad I got to watch because the Orioles beat the Yankees that night. It was all worth it. All right. Well, Joey (laughs) apparently put his life on the line from Carroll County to watch the Orioles. Now, I don't blame him. Don't want to drive two hours to a fucking bowling alley. But listen, Joey, I got to say, first off, it sounded like regardless whether the Orioles were playing or not, you were going to pull a Ferris Bueller and stay home. (laughs) So I got to say, this doesn't exactly sound like a situation I was talking about last week. Just canceling like casual plans, little plans going out with friends or the wife says, hey, remember, we said we were going to run this errand and that errand together. And, And you cancel it and say no. Absolutely not. The Orioles are playing. I'm not doing that. I'm not going out. Joey, I got to say, I think no matter what time of year it was, (laughs) you are not going. You were going to play sick. Now, second of all, you do realize, Joey, you're going to the next 10 events she wants you to go to, right? It's not just one. Just because you canceled on one doesn't mean that's one event you have to go to. Don't you know, Joey, for every one event we cancel on our wives, That's 10 that we have to go to. So what you pulled there to watch an Orioles game, which, hey, I give you props. All of Birdland gives you props. Hats off for doing what you had to do to not drive two hours to that party. 
so you know quote unquote you could watch your Orioles game but you're fucked <laughs> you're fucked for a long time that was a doozy making your wife drive two hours by herself what's the matter with you Matt no I'm just kidding look I'd probably do the same thing like I keep saying regardless baseball season or not I've been to those kind of parties before. I, I'm not kidding. I went to a bowling party. It wasn't a two-hour drive, and I think it was kind of like an ironic thing. It was an adult. I think they were turning 30, and it was like rock and bowl. You know, everything's neon. You know, just make sure you don't wear the wrong shirt. <laughs> Guys, got to make sure when you go on those black lights. But anyway, I, I've been there. They're terrible. And you're right. Room temperature beer. I think I only knew like a handful of people whatever. So I get it. I get it, Joey. I get why you got out of it. But the example you gave little extreme and I think you fucked yourself. But anyway, appreciate the email full count chaos at gmail.com. I do want to discuss home run derby. Obviously we got to witness the all-star game home run derby. I know a lot of us were watching home run derby. Our boy Adley Rushman was the uh, uh, batter representing the Orioles. I was a little disappointed that DJ Diesel wasn't the DJ when they introduced. I don't know who the DJ was. I just know that he had some uh, thumping house music when all the players were coming out. Thumping and pumping. And it was not DJ Diesel. I was very disappointed. But one thing I did notice, and we'll get to Adley in just a second here, but Adley's sister made some headlines like on Twitter and Instagram. It just kept saying in quotations, hot girl. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone constantly looking for their new Instagram girl that they can follow. It's so fucking funny. And apparently Adley Rushman's sister was the one. Oh, man. You know, she's cute. But do we have to write a whole bunch of fucking articles about how hot Adley's sister is? It was so bizarre. And I saw it everywhere. I'm not being dramatic. You had to have seen it as well. Adley Rushman obviously brought his sister on the red carpet with him. And my God, it's just everybody just went bonkers. It was like, oh, my God, did you see his new sister? Now, you know, her TikTok and Instagram, and I'm sure she got like a million new followers. And it's like, all right, a girl with blonde hair, tits and an ass. Everyone just goes fucking bonkers. (laughs) I don't know. For like the next like next few days, 48 to 72 hours scrolling through Instagram and whatever. There she was. Did you see this? Some new article about her. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, so yeah, Adley put on a show, not his sister. I think Adley put on a bigger show than his sister did. Um, You know, my wife and I, look, we jumped out of our seats. It was emotional. It was really weird. Like, it's home run derby. And I've talked about before, I don't really get emotional in sports. Like, I've talked about it. I'll, I'll get you know, a little emotional. I mean, not where tears are running down my face, but I got almost emotional at home run derby watching Adley switch batting right-handed. And he just hit what, like six, seven in a row. And he did that. My wife and I, we both jump up. We're jumping up and down going, Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't know how we got caught up in the moment so much that yes, we were almost getting emotional and it was, it was an emotional time, but Adley put on a show and then he bats right-handed, puts on a bigger show. And uh, by the way, did anyone else see Adley when he was standing up on stage with the other players? 
He just looked extremely uncomfortable. Like he realized, oh my God, I put my pants on backwards. I can't believe I'm standing up here with my pants on backwards and I'm wearing the wrong shoes. He just felt extremely uncomfortable. But after watching Adley put on that show, just had a hell of a time up there in the batter's box, batting left-handed, right-handed, 10 outs, 10 outs are better than the timer. All right. Because also you can't enjoy the fucking hit watching Homer and Derby. Boom, pitch, boom, pitch, boom, pitch. It's like, where the, where, what, where the fuck is the ball? It just was going, doo, 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 doo. I don't like the tempo. Ten outs. You can soak it in each hit. You can enjoy it. They don't have to do the split screen. And then, especially with uh, having the, um, the bracket, I don't know how they, they match it up of who's playing who, but that's bullshit. You know, Adley hit more home runs than half the fucking people in the first round. He should have been moving on. Just they need to change the rules there. And yes, I'm being biased because it was Adley Rushman who should have been in the second round. And regardless, people were saying before it was even over, whoever wins this, Adley stole the show. So yeah, that was an emotional moment in my time with watching Homer and Derby that I've ever seen when Adley switched to right-handed and just started beating the shit out of the ball. That was awesome. That was great. But I also saw everyone was enjoying the red carpet, seeing what everybody's wearing. I couldn't care less what people are wearing. But yes, of course, everyone's retweeting, posting Adley's suit with the flames, talking about how gorgeous he looks. (laughs) And I couldn't care less. My wife, she loves all the red carpet, the Grammys, the Emmys, Music Awards. She even took a peek at the uh, baseball all-star red carpet. I didn't care. Couldn't tell you who wore what. I could tell you what Adley wore because I saw that everywhere. But other than that, uh, you know, he put on a show with the suit he was wearing. Um, Also, I still see that it's split during the all-star game. Of course, the uh, National League finally won. They haven't won in like 150 years or some shit like that. We won't talk about, again, how the National League wound up taking the lead. God. Oh, Bautista. But uh, I still see people are split with uh, interviewing players on the field. And I know at first when this happened, I'm like, what the fuck is this? That They shouldn't be interviewing players while they're playing. But I think I got used to it. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't mind it. But I still see people who are extremely angry, like it ruins their day. When they start interviewing people, I'm kind of curious about that. If you saw the all-star game, how do you feel about the uh, players being interviewed on the field? Uh, But Austin Hayes got to see him, of course, had a beautiful hit. Uh, Cano, I don't know. He had to get like nine outs (laughs) because, you know, just defense and uh, umpires not calling strike three. That was a weird inning. And then I think I, I got to tell you, uh, who also stole the show, who wasn't even playing, but was on Twitter, Jim Palmer tweeting out, tweeted at Fox Sports, complaining about how we have to watch and listen to David Ortiz talk when there's a game going on. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. That was great. Hats off to Jim Palmer. Again, he's just at the age where he doesn't give a fuck. So that was awesome. So big week. Way to end the first half. Five wins in a row. Great all-star game, home run derby, Adley Rushman putting on a show. Here we are with the Orioles sweeping the Marlins, coming into the second half, 
everything's good so far. Again, we know it's a lot of games left. A lot of shit could happen, but the Orioles are just too good of a fucking team to just shit the bed. I think we're going to see him play in October. Actually, I know we are. So again, want to hear from you guys. Full count chaos at gmail.com. What's on your mind? Till next time. See ya.